Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, video games. Welcome once again to Filthy Casuals. A podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us for another week. My name is Tommy Dasselow and with me as always... Ben Vanell here, Tommy. Thanks for welcoming me to the show. And look, let me uh, pass, pay it forward and welcome <laughs> to the show. It's very um, you know, thoughtful of me, very compassionate to pass yep. on this goodwill to the next person on the show... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll welcome him on and he will say his name and I will, you know, it's like I'm being selfless here. Like I'm I'm not taking on board all of this sort of goodwill. I'm passing it to the next person yep. and not making it about me so much. So mm. uh, without any further ado, um, without much ado about nothing, <laughs> something that I, that's a play I've read. It's Adam Knox is on the show. Hey, uh, it's good to know that this episode I can only talk to people who've listened to the podcast previously. If there are any new <laughs> listeners, they're already gone. So that makes me feel nice and comfortable uh, for this particular episode. Thanks for that intro, Ben. And <laughs> You're now, most welcome. As per the rules of Pay It Forward, Adam, you have to pass on this good deed. You have to introduce someone else onto the show. So who you got? Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh from the movie Pay It Forward, mm-hmm. it's Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> and that gets rid of anyone else who was listening. <laughs> <laughs> now we're in the safe zone. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> um, yeah, thank, th- it's good Good to be here in yet another Zoom meeting call. Actually, Discord. We, it, Zoom has become yeah. like yeah. Kodak or Kleenex or whatever. One of those like brand name Hoover for Yeah. Mm. You know, I don't think we were saying this on the air. We maybe were saying it before we were recording one week. But yeah, Zoom really got lucky in the. It just literally was the fact that like a few people used it for work that it ended up being the yeah. one that everyone else was like, "All right, I guess we like." Why didn't yeah. we just default to Skype? We've all been using that for calls. Google for, Meet. Google yeah. Meet is, is free. Yeah. And yeah, it works better than them. Yeah, Discord's all right. You know, we've all we've all got Discord, and Discord is good for us because it favors audio over syncing. It yeah. favors just delivering it to you as quickly as possible, which is what I want from my video and my mm-hmm. packages. The two <laughs> yeah. things that I interact with these days. Uh, Screens and, and packages. And pizzas. Don't forget That's pizzas. True. Yeah. That's true. But I don't um, interact with them for bloody long, huh? They don't stay around for bloody long. Here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> Something that uh, didn't last very long was our opponents in Fortnite. We just played a for real uh, player versus player trios session of Fortnite, and look, I, I, I we think I don't want to spoil <laughs> how we went, um, but people who watched our Ariana Grande video uh, will note that we thought we nailed it first go, that we killed everyone, and we got the victory battle royale, winner winner chicken dinner, but pointed out that no, it was probably almost entirely against bots. 
yeah, yeah, apparently. So, like, they, they do that to make you feel good about winning your first time. Yeah. Which yeah. we got suckered into completely. Yeah. So According to the one. comments, they uh, they famously do this. Famously to everyone. <laughs> yep. Except the three of us. Um, right. We seem to be some of the only people left who didn't know that this was a thing that Fortnite did. Well, because so, you and I, Tommy, had never played it before. Yeah, ben, never you touched played it. Like an hour of it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. If that, so like, we, you know, why? How would we know if Fortnite mm. is trying to hide something from us? You're really blaming the victim here. Fortnite <laughs> gaslit us into yes. thinking that we won, but how actually would, Fortnite was behind our back with a bunch of bots the whole time. How would we, three gaming journalists, know this about the biggest game in the world? <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah the the we went back and we did a for real version we're pretty sure and uh the redemption tour but that i so mm. that video is not up yet but it'll be up no. next tuesday if you're on patreon and then exactly tuesday yeah. After yeah if you're not so uh, keep an eye out for that us legitimately playing Fortnite, and uh yeah yep. as you mentioned we um our first dabbling with it was over the weekend. We recorded a video, which you can watch now, of us oh, yeah. uh, attending the Ariana Grande concert, the Rift Tour, which took place over the weekend within Fortnite. Uh, now, I guess we should kind of explain what it was a little bit because in us putting the video up, there has been a bit of chat in our Discord of, of people who aren't familiar with Fortnite, not really knowing what this concert was and how it all worked and yeah. the idea of saying that there's a concert in Fortnite. Like, I truly did think it would just be, be a thing where you're playing the Battle Royale, um, you're still running around trying to kill each other and then there just happens to be some Ariana Grande songs kind of playing off in the distance. But it's not. It's like a completely... The actual Fortnite. Battle Royale thing kind of shuts down for mm. the hour that it's on or whatever, right? Yeah. Fortnite is really weird. And I think we were all like a little more across this stuff because Travis Scott had done one. And apparently there's been two or three other concerts yes. in there. But I guess just not with artists that we were aware of or paying attention to or whatever. Maybe Dan yeah. House did one. I might have that wrong. I but think Marshmallow maybe, the DJ. You can get okay. costumes of him in there, I know. But yeah. Right. But so it was a, a good excuse to like... I think same as a lot of people, for whatever combination of reasons, Fortnite has been off-putting to me from the get-go. For yeah, it because it, it was a different thing, and then it took PUBG's thing back in like 2017, and kind of pretty shamelessly crammed that in there, and then it got big, and it, it was always kind of geared towards a younger audience and stuff like mm. that that just made it not really appealing to me. But having played a little bit of it now and seeing the Ariana Grande concert in real life, which, yeah, to, to explain more, is like a completely separate thing. It's just a big animation, basically, that yep. you are walking around inside of. Yeah, a couple of on-rails things with movement. There was a bit where we all were, like, manning a uh, biplane, shooting at something that, you know, but none of it has really any impact on what's happening. It's just sort of fun right. little... It's hard to even call them mini-games. It's just... Yeah, on rails presentations of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just sort of like right? a yeah. yeah, an interactive kind of thing, and and you can see the appeal of like if you're an artist and this company comes to you, whether or not you know much about Fortnite, and it's basically like yeah, what think of some pictures for you know what you think would be cool for your little avatar to be doing. Um, you know, here's some ideas that we had. Maybe you have your own ideas. Like, I, I don't quite know the breakdown of how it works 
creatively, like how much involvement an artist like Ariana Grande or Travis Scott has. But you can see the appeal of being able to go, oh, what if there was like a version of me that's 50 foot and then I'm walking along here and people are kind of flying around me. Like Mm. you can see the appeal of basically being able to go, you create something that's halfway between a concert and a music video Mm. and like a, yeah, a little game. It only takes place a couple of times over the course of the maybe three-day run that it had. It had, I think, five or six different instances of it even occurring for different time zones. And so it was really – it was pretty cool. Um, It was maybe a bit less music than I would have expected it to be from Ariana, but it was cool. And the the larger point that I was going to say before is that it turns out Fortnite's pretty good. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You're right, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because she really did treat it like a corporate gig in the sense that she was like – I'm doing 10 minutes. <laughs> right. No more. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to have a longer lunch, you can invite Wolf Mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, I think, 20 minutes total. In it. But the, the video that we put up was like, what, an hour or something? 45 minutes? Because we fucked around heaps in the lobby. Yeah. There was a big waiting room area with like a floating UFO and stuff that we jumped around and, you know, did some emotes and tried to figure shit out. Um, mm-hmm. And that was all really, really fun. Um, but yeah, the concert itself was a little shorter than I was expecting, but whatever, it was free. Um, and yeah, playing Fortnite today as we just did, uh, really, really fun. I spent money on a costume today. You guys spent money on costumes, so <laughs> yep. they, yep. you know, they nailed it. They, they, got they sold a cheap ticket to us, but they did sell it to us. <laughs> we they bought got a us. t-shirt. We got on the yeah. door, but we bought a t-shirt when we got in there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was a pretty funny t-shirt. Yeah. But like, uh, it, yeah, it 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 plays. It's very overwhelming that just because they're up to s- chapter two, season seven, something like that. Mm. Like it's been going mm-hmm. for four years now, I think. And so, it is not in. It's not welcoming. It's not doing heaps to other than you know setting up those bots for you to feel like you've won against and stuff like that yeah the experience of going into it you really have to push through or i did at least like some sort of mental barrier of like oh this game doesn't want me here Mm. right right what what it is about that but Uh, for me i think the aesthetic overrides all of that because but i do i yeah i do concede that i did play a bunch of matches last year but yeah like figuring out like oh the inventory is just like you carry five things and if you pick something up the old thing gets dropped you select it with one two three four like um it's not necessarily um modeled on existing games where it's like oh call of duty is the same as uh battlefield or blah 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 blah. it's the same control sort of schema But once you play once, I feel like it's like, okay, you just press E to interact with everything and, you know, your inventory right. is one through five. And it's it's fun and easy to move around in and run around and, you know, you just have Discord on and uh, figure stuff out as you go. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. In yeah, terms of the gameplay, I agree that it is very easy to get into from that perspective, especially compared to, like, PUBG or Call of Duty's Warzone thing. Right. It is a lot more simple and straightforward. But just something about everything, the the wrapping around it and, like, the way that it's doing all of its costume stuff by going, there's not much time, you got to get it! You know, it's like... Yeah, that, that sort of stuff is the bit that makes me right. And there's all like these kind of weird side quests and side missions and things mm. in the world that you know, unless you were there for when it's like, oh, the UFOs are coming this season, then you go in. It's like, why is there a UFO eating me? Like, yeah, that that <laughs> type of stuff. Yeah, you know, it's just a problem with seasonal games and and persistent games that I have 
with all of them. You know, mm. if you're not mm. there from the start, then you, you don't feel like you should be there at all. Yeah, and like but having to go in another screen fun. to like put your credit card in, and then like yeah, yeah, I just wanted a dumb little guile from Street Fighter costume, and then you got to go and buy the V bucks, and you buy them in increments that like the what that like the default lowest amount isn't quite enough to get one right. costume, so you've got to yeah. get the like. And then end up with a little bit more, like all of that feels a bit, it's more the idea of getting sucked into it and then going, then I'm going to be buying the battle pass and I'm going to be, bu-. like if I like it enough, I will be one of those people that's just sinking so much money into it. To be but, fair, at mm. least that stuff is all cosmetic. That's yeah. true. Yes. Yep. But uh, yeah, fun game. And to go back quickly to the concert, like I saw a couple of people uh, in the Discord again saying that they didn't quite get the appeal of it, you know, just like from Mm. having watched our video. But it was exciting, like being in that lobby and waiting for the countdown and not knowing what it was going to be. Like, you know, just going, I don't know what format this concert's going to take. I don't really know exactly what's going to happen when that countdown hit zero. And I read a quote from the head of the company saying that they, they do want Fortnite to be more of a platform like they they're trying to kind of pivot it away more from Mm. uh just being a game to being like a thing where more and more of this kind of stuff starts to happen which would be cool if there was another artist that i liked doing a concert in there i I totally would hop in and watch it again yes that's a good point yeah yeah even though the concert is good work of a bunch of animators who work for epic and i wouldn't be surprised if you told like hey ariana i enjoyed your Fortnite concert she'd be like what yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? that like is the that's thing. Yeah. Level of involvement how much involvement that the artist yeah. seems to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who would you yeah. guys want? Who are you guys big enough fans of that you would? Uh, who uh, who do you think would be next to do a concert in this? And who would you? Who would be your dream? And and assuming that they do have a lot of involvement, like that they I, actually do kind of have a good hand on it. I've got two big ones that I would love. Um, and this is not they're not obscure. This is not hard to predict. But if Kanye did one, yeah. That'd be crazy. It does seem like he would be the kind of person who would want to have creative input. And mm. Tame Impala. Like Tame Impala's even so, uh, a lot of, yeah. like a lot of their back catalogue could lend itself to a very trippy and interesting and creative visual experience. But, you know, they're two of the biggest artists in the world, so um, they are obvious who, choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's who Fortnite's going to get, though. It's not like Fortnite's going to go like, we put one together with the, uh, the old master tracks of Nick Drake. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got, we got the Nick mo- Drake we got estate a, to sign off on it. We got Modest yeah. Mouse dropping in this week in Fortnite to do yeah. a little concert. Right? For you. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Ariana Grande is potentially the biggest female vocalist in the world, so I guess yeah. Kanye and Tame Impala are not crazy choices. But yeah, I'd I'd be there in a second. I'd watch multiple, you know, instances of them. Probably. <laughs> I could all of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. follow follow them around like the Grateful Dead. The <laughs> <Just Yes. every> <laughs> yeah. I'd love to. Honestly, my, my my real answer is like I would love to see them fucking do an awful like Nirvana one or something like oh. somehow taste really tasteless. the rights yeah, to yeah 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 because yeah. yeah. we mentioned in the video and people were saying as well like it is a it and I don't think the concert in any way skirted any sort of tastelessness around this subject but Ariana Grande concert being there with a game that is about a bunch of guns and shit you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah well we did wonder at the end of the concert were we then just going to be dropped into a match which there was right. a, there was a moment where it looked like that might happen and we were like yeah. oh please no this would be which didn't happen which yeah. did no, not it happen didn't. Yeah. No. it was completely yeah. fine and like the thing itself was fine yeah um but yeah, I and would I, love to yeah. see something fucking shit like do it with the mm. Beatles and have like a really awkwardly animated John Lennon who and like 
oh man, that'd be so. I, I want it to be something awful like that that makes everyone turn on it being a <laughs> good idea. I don't know why. Yeah. Right. I yeah. do really like that there's this other side of this thing where you're you know, running around getting guns and shooting each other that's just like you just hang out. You just have a yeah. kind time listening to some music. I think in the next year, my prediction is I think Cardi B will do one of these and I would be there front and centre. I think that would what be about fucking like, awesome. Like mm-hmm. a John Mulaney mm-hmm. stand-up special. <laughs> <laughs> like an 80 foot John Mulaney oh, being like, God. there's a horse in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's the kind of stuff they want to do. I think they want to, yeah. like, the, right. they are planning to have more and more and more of these events. And uh, yeah, I think there was some quote where, like, they were worried about, like, actual streaming platforms, like, thinking that they were coming to steal their thunder, which seems crazy, like the quote from this guy in the paper. Because mm. that, that's the other thing that speaks to like how big of a thing this is. I mentioned this in the video, but I'd read about it in the newspaper that day when I was getting my coffee. It was just like open to page three and there was a little story about the Ariana Grande concert being in Fortnite. And, uh, and yeah, so this is where I read all these quotes from this guy. It was just like... Yeah, Netflix doesn't have to worry. Like, we're not we're not going to try and steal subscribers from Netflix. Like, and his point was like, how could we? Like, yeah. <laughs> how could yeah. we even do that? Like, yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, was, this uh, is closer to Ricky Gervais being in Grand Theft Auto Four than uh, being a Netflix thing. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but also Netflix is starting a gaming division, so they're closer to stealing what Epic's doing. But mm, also not true. really. One day, everything will all just be the one thing. Mm. Yeah. We'll lie back with a VR headset on and just get it shit streamed to us. Extremely ready, ready player one, having all the different like, yeah, you know, here's oh, there's Bugs Bunny and there's Rick from Rick and Morty and there's Superman and there's fucking Ariana Grande. Yeah, yep. was it Wolf yep. Mother? I never looked it up. Oh, fuck there was yeah, some other band I. that played a song and it, my goodness, it sounded a lot like Wolf Mother. It could have been, but why would? Yeah, it it just didn't make any sense to be in the there Ariana were, yeah, Grande the first, concert. Like, Four songs that played were not Ariana. There were just like yeah. kind of random things that we it were was kind of weird. bouncing around. Yeah. I don't know Having why that... Yeah. Fortnite of a... Yeah, it was Wolf Mother. It was! That's so called Victorious. She, <laughs> she got paid $20 million and she wouldn't even <laughs> give up the rights to more than about three songs to them. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. There's Diplo was in there as well and, yeah, and right. Victorious by Wolf Mother. And there was also okay, so Marshmallow was in this one. Right. There was Sia, right, right. Diplo and Labyrinth, uh Juice World and Marshmallow and Wolf Mother. <laughs> and also there was a tribute to Mac Miller, apparently. I missed that. Yeah, I missed that too. Fuck. You know what uh, else I missed? I think one of the songs that was playing was a it was a duet that she did with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I missed that. Then. I missed that. Knox, I missed that. Well, something else I missed was my opportunity to do the segue the way I wanted it, so I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an artist, like well, Wolf Mother. <laughs> seems like the future hasn't really panned out the way you thought it would. What a shame. <laughs> what are we talking about next anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, something that we, something else that we played together uh, was a game that dropped on Game Pass a couple of weeks ago. We 
actually played this a while ago. We This was one of our early access videos for patrons, which I do encourage people jumping on because, yeah, we've done it with um, another multiplayer thing and we're doing it every week. You get a, a, one of our videos from YouTube uh, a week early. But, yeah, we played The Ascent together in three-player co-op. Yes. Yeah, and then I've played a little bit more of it solo afterwards. I think, Ben, you played a little bit more of it solo. Have you played much mm-hmm. more of this either, Tommy? Uh, I have not. I, I didn't go back to it. I had fun doing the video with you guys, but I wasn't really uh, taken with it enough to, to feel like it was essential it's, to go back to. Yeah, because I felt like, you know, doing something, A, co-op for the first time, B, while recording a video is the first time you're playing it. You're not actually giving it a fair shot. Mm-hmm. But I had the impression whilst playing that just pretty quickly for some reason that the gameplay would get repetitive and that it would just... There was, there's just something not there with the game. It's like it controls fine. It looks good. It's got a decent bit of writing in it. It's like doing a cool cyberpunk thing. But it, if you don't know what it is, it's like a dual stick shooter thing. So kind of like a top down isometric looking um, movie guy with one stick, aim with the other stick, shoot with the trigger, and do that again and again and again picking up loot in different areas. And I played a few, a couple more hours of it on my own and just really am not clicking with it for some reason. Right. I think I suspect that I'm not in the mood for this game, but it is a good game because it reminds me, uh, I played it last night for, yeah, a couple hours or probably about an hour, really. I just retreaded what we'd already done. Um, it reminds me of the Diablo games and I love those games. That loop um, is yeah, very satisfying and very enjoyable for me. I think I maybe just haven't got to the place where it opens up. It gets more customizable because, um, yeah, I'm just picking up. Like I've got one hat. I've got one pair of pants. I've got two guns. Like, surely this game is more about interesting, you know, combinations of, of loot that you pick up. The story will get better and hopefully the missions are more creative because, yeah, the first one that we, we all played together and what I played again was like, Run over here to this computer, run it to the other side of the map to this computer, run to this one and then fight a boss and then run to this yeah. one and fight some more guys. I can tell you from from playing, you know, not to the end of the game, but further into it than that, um, it doesn't change that much. And the just the thing, I, I, I don't respond as well to, to loot-driven stuff as that. And so right. that really does seem to be what the game is hanging its multiple pretty similar hats on, mm-hmm. is that you will uh, be r- really keen to get the next upgrade. And they're not bad. It seems like a decent version of that thing. Like, it, it, it feels... It really does feel like this is some personal taste thing that just I'm not gelling with it. But also... I do think that's partly happening because there's there's just something intangible about the game that isn't there. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just not sticking. Like with something like Destiny, which is basically the same game but a first-person shooter. It's got a decent story that if you don't want to pay attention to it, maybe you're better off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've got <clears throat> really good graphics. You've got very fun, tight gameplay loop, but there's something about Destiny that for me, and it's all loot-driven, that for, for, for me with Destiny, there's like a soul to it, and I'm sure that plenty of people would disagree with that, that pushed me through. And right. that just seems to be missing from the ascent for me. I, yeah. yeah, that's kind of how I felt with it too. And and yeah, again, like 
the style of game that this is isn't the sort of game that I've ever really um, played really any of. It seemed to me like they were expecting that the overall cyberpunk um, sort of coat of paint would do a lot of the heavy lifting. That's kind mm. of what it seems like the assumption is to me. And as we were saying in the video, we really are close to critical mass with cyberpunk as a as a yeah. genre kind of thing of, of being a bit... It's a bit... Um, I don't know. It's like zombies. It's like you don't really... It's, it's well established enough that you don't really need to bring anything new to it. Chuck some pinks and purples in there. Have well, some synth yeah. wave soundtrack. There's not much that you need to do in the in the way of creative flexing, and it it felt to me like a yeah. You're right, Knox. I I agree that there's just there was a little bit of soul missing from it, and I like all the 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 coat of paint that's on it. It looks it looks nice, and it yeah, it's the, it's a cool tone and everything. But there just wasn't that little that little spark that made me want to dig in anymore. The the unfortunate thing about the cyberpunk aesthetic is that no game has really done the themes of that oeuvre, of that genre, justice. Like, there's, like, three side missions in Cyberpunk 2077 that explore, you know, the, the, the themes of Cyberpunk in an interesting way. But, like, it's... And, like, with Zombies, we got a bunch of great art and media that did explore yeah. the sort of, you know, like, the original Dawn of the Dead exp- is, like, consumerism through the lens of a zombie apocalypse. And, like, there are... You know, the road is like a post-apocalyptic, you know, world that explores sort of grief and stuff like that. Like there are The Last of Us one and two. You know, there is great art that explores yep. the zombie genre and utilizes its themes to great effect. But apart from like the novels and a couple of missions in Cyberpunk, we haven't got a good Cyberpunk game that that actually does it justice. Right, mm. and the Ascent isn't doing that. It's doing the like, no. oh, everything's a bit grubby and metallic, huh? Everything's all mm. rusty. I'm a yucky little fuck and I'm giving you a mission. <laughs> well, like that's, I, that's the type of cyberpunk that this game is doing. Totally. Right. And I think f- my reason that I haven't totally clicked with it yet is the characters, like the potential character designs, all suck for right. the, yeah. your player character. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's true. There's really nothing to, to cling on to. Like the best thing about the cyberpunk game um, is that there was an cyberpunk interesting... Cyberpunk 2077, yes. do you mean? Yeah, yes, right. I do. You could customize your character visually pretty well. You could get a character you were happy with. Um, you, there was not a lot of customization after the character creator, but like, I got a character where I was like, "This is my avatar. This is the person that I'm happy to be in this game and follow their story." And it just is not the case with the ascent, despite as a isometric, you know, twin stick shooter. Yeah. Mechanically, it's great. It's fun, satisfying, but. Yeah, there's something missing, and it's a shame. But the good—it's th- out on Game Pass, so if if it's if the type of thing it is is appealing to you, maybe it'll click. Like yeah. it didn't for us because like it seems to be doing everything competently. There's lots of customizable stuff. There's lots of different types of loots and different abilities you can get. The gameplay itself is solid, and it it looks very nice, and it's and the writing isn't bad. So mm. like. Uh, Definitely give it a go if it seems like it might be up your alley, but it seems like it may have been up, especially your alley, Ben, and mine as mm. well, and it just slipped through the cracks a little bit for some reason. Possi- yeah, yeah, I'll give it some more time. Like, I really, I will, I want to play it more because I do want to okay. like it. Maybe in a week's time I'll be saying that I, you know, I love it, but... Game um, of the year. <laughs> it's game of the year. Uh, but 
you know, we played other games this week, and Tommy, this is a there's a game that you made me aware of that also dropped on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. So this is a game called Dodgeball Academia. It's uh, yeah, it's on Game Pass. It's also on Steam and the PlayStation Four and. Maybe the Switch? Right. I don't know if it's out quite yet on the Switch. But, um, yeah, it's a – what is it? It's an RPG, essentially. It's set at a school for dodgeball. It is uh, – yep. sort of looks similar in presentation to, like, a Paper Mario where it's kind of um, – the camera doesn't move, but it's 3D rendered environments and then these kind of little flat 2D drawn characters that, you know, when they turn around, they kind of, like, rotate – they kind of f- like flip around. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's got like a kind of a sort of 90s cartoon network sort of Powerpuff Girls kind of um, art direction, which is a style that I really like. So I was kind of drawn to it visually through that. And so, yeah, you're a little kid who starts at this dodgeball school. You've got all the uh, RPG sort of elements of you have to put together a party. You meet other people that go to the school with you. Um, you have little side missions. You build up experience points. You have equipment that gives you stat boosts. And then so you're running around the school and then getting into these dodgeball matches, which take place in real time. Um, dodgeball culturally isn't a thing that resonates here in the same way that it does in the states, like I don't, mm. you know, I don't, I don't think I've heard of anyone ever playing it at school here. But I, I believe oh, it's a big part I of school in the, the US. DVD in uh, year nine. <laughs> <laughs> I played it heaps in school. We played it, a, oh, like, really? You know, once a week in PE, pretty much. Yeah, we played it a lot. Really, yeah. I played it a few times. Yeah. but it's definitely an American thing. I associate it with as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so in, in, I mean, just specifically in terms of the rules and stuff. But again, like, yeah, I've seen it in enough uh, kind of popular media to get it. So you've got like, you pick up balls on the court, you've got a button to throw them, you've got another button to catch them when they come to you. And opponents that you face all have kind of like different styles of throwing it that you have to learn where, you know, because you've got to catch it at just the right time or you get hit by it. Um, and then, yeah, you've also got like a special gauge that you build up over the course of a match and each little character that you, um, uh, get in your team, they have a different special move that they can use. You can swap out between people and yeah, the, the, the dodgeball element of it, the game itself, like it starts off very simplistic and then Mm. over the course of the first like hour and a half or so you, it kind of gradually, um, introduces these new elements to you and to the point where it gets like pretty challenging like as a, as that being the kind of sports element of it so yeah it's like a cool mix between like a paper mario and then like a yeah like the old game boy color mario golf kind of games where you've got yeah. this rpg trapping and you're doing sports in between but mm. yeah you've also like one of your characters his special move is like he can heal the rest of the team and bring their health all up so it does have these really strong sort of rpg elements but with this yeah really fun and challenging um, dodgeball kind of sport game to it, and yeah, I'm I'm I think I'm 90 minutes in or so. I've done like the first chapter, and yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's got a lot of personality. It's very it's very charming. It's very colourful. It's very cute. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's great. How much did yeah. you play of it, Ben? Uh, only the very start. I've played a few matches, um, and it's just setting up the story or like the setting, I guess. Uh. I'm not as taken with the, 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 the trappings, the framework. I do like the, the style of illustration. Um, mm-hmm. I think I just 
I think my thing is that I wish I was playing dodgeball all the time because the dodgeball is really, right. really fun. It's very – it's like, oh, yeah, cool. This is a, a great version of a sports game that I don't know why it hasn't existed before and it's fun to run around and catch balls and get the timing right and stuff like that. It's very satisfying to smack someone down with a ball. I don't know why, but um, – yep. The, yeah, and the writing of the RPG stuff's great, you know. It's, just, it's actually, like, it stood out as not being bad. But I I just wish I could skip every cutscene and just play dodgeball. But that's, you know, that's just a, a yeah. credit to how fun the dodgeball is. I kind of feel at the very beginning of it it's doing that. It's sort of doing, a again, a classic RPG thing of just taking a very long time to kind of, mm. you know, get you get you into it and make you sit through these chunks of stuff about, yeah, the school and the school-wide tournament and stuff like that. So I, I, yeah, I agree, yeah. but, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of – I've just gotten up to Chapter 2 and I'm kind of hoping that it from this point it just sort of opens up and lets me just, like, get into it. Well, you guys are in um, – mm. uh, you're in very good company according to the Steam game uh, Steam page of it, of people who like it. I've got a curator review that I'm looking at here. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. The game mixes complex strategic gameplay with appealing characters and an astounding level of polish to create a sports uh, RPG, a nice formula that works really well. That's a review there from uh, – the, the people who you guys identify with and agree with, uh, that's a group called Gamers Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> Has reviewed that one. So <laughs> good for you guys enjoying that game. Can I, um, can I actually change what I was saying to be more positive about it? I'd like to actually yeah, chuck a bit yeah. more praise at it now that I know that. <laughs> yeah, Dodgeball Academia. It looks, yeah, I think the Cartoon Network thing is a good comparison. Mm. Reminds me mm. of Battleship Brigade, Brigade kind of looking yep. at it, just like that thing of yeah. making a weird thing and making an RPG, unlike the Mario Tennis games. It's, it's not like yeah, those it's older a neat games. little concept. Those oh, older yes. games that you don't really get as many of anymore, like Mario Tennis, the RPG, and mm. just those sorts of old games that there's not really a modern equivalent of, and sometimes you just want to go back and play those old games today. But nah, it's hard to do not sometimes. Me. <laughs> not me. I'm not interested personally. Just well, got forward, just new stuff, new games. That's a sad way to live. <laughs> I want to be learn. on the cutting edge. Nah, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to fucking suck. Is I believe <laughs> what it's called. <laughs> how that goes. Um, if, you do, if you've got old consoles... So, okay. I bought a thing called a RetroTink Pro 5X. The 5X meaning five times, it takes it up to 1080p, but it can actually take oh. it up to 1440p. Right. Um, and RetroTink is the name of the company. It's like one guy in California uh, who makes them. He's an engineer. It's an FPGA-based little box that you plug old video game console inputs into and it gives you an HDMI feed out. Ooh. It's something that's... You know, different types of this sort of thing have existed for ages. I've had a different one from this same guy, an older one. But there's things that this one can do that are a big deal. Like, old consoles would switch resolution often because it didn't matter on a CRT. But new TVs fucking freak out if you do that to them. Right. So it's able to deal with that quickly. It's able to upscale them to inputs that like capture cards will be able to recognize easily. It's able to take like old NTSC consoles and make them not fucked up on this, uh, on on you on know, a PAL like, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's able to downsample new consoles and put them onto a CRT if you want to. Whoa! It's a really wow. cool little fucking thing. I do concede that the number of people who will be interested in this, it, that's a limited 
small number because <laughs> if you're really into old games to the point where you've got the console still, maybe you've got a CRT television as well. Oh, because sure. you've got enough room for one and you don't live in a one bedroom apartment like me. <laughs> but like if you want to stream old games or if you want to play old games on newer TVs and not have a big fucking bulky CRT thing sitting around and have pretty good quality footage coming out of these things, it's a great it's a great device. I'm yeah. really really happy with it. This sounds like a good advertisement for future retro games that we will put videos up of. Hey, <laughs> that might have been part of it. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. it sounds cool. And this is so. This is someone you bought stuff from before. This is like a, a reliable uh, tech manufacturer. Yes. Despite it being like one guy, a guy called Mike Chi, and his wife also works with him as well. But she does all of the. Um, shipping and stuff like that right right and so he's engineered this thing and they're obviously made in a factory somewhere i guess but so i they've done two runs of them now i was able to get one in the second run and there'll be more stock later in the year as well but if if it's something that you are in the specific niche of people who could use something like this it's pretty much perfect for what it's trying to do you can add like um scan line effects to oh. the screen as well, so it does kind of look like a CRT on a modern TV, which is cool. Um, it's got different types of interpolation, which is like whether or not it'll uh, be for different types of picture. It's got different settings for different things, is what I'm trying <laughs> to say. <laughs> you can find out more specific information from the actual website, which I think is just retrotink.com, but maybe just Google it instead of actually going directly there because I'm not sure if that's right. But if it's the sort of thing, if you want to have an old console plugged into a new TV or more likely into a capture card, this thing is the perfect device to do that. I, I've just looked up nice. in inter, interpolation. Uh, yeah. that, that If you use that, it plays slow hand by interpol over... The game that you're currently playing. That's what cool. I was trying I'm to into remember. that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might be, Tommy. Sign me <laughs> that up. That joke. That joke has as much uh, appeal as the retro tink. A limited amount of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say less. But you nailed it. Okay. In terms well, of this hey, Discord window, subjective. you've nailed it. Go on, get it. Get Interpol into Fortnite. That'd be fucking awesome. Oh <laughs> Just yes. a really. Just the, the kids all really depressed and <laughs> moody and gloomy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that sounds head. awesome. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's really really cool. So they're not cheap. That's the thing. Like if okay. you're if you're getting this thing, it's cheaper than getting like uh uh. I mean, like a lot of old CRT TVs, especially the good ones now, are expensive and they're fucking bulky. But right. yeah, like it's cheaper than a lot of the other comparable options as well. And in my opinion, better than them. I watched right. a bunch of videos about this shit before, and I, I I'm unable to reproduce the information that I learned. <laughs> Currently, <laughs> which is what I wrote on every exam I ever had to do, but I did learn it. And this one is pretty much the 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 one you want to get if you're looking to do this particular thing. Nice. This has got Knox's consumer seal of approval, but if you want to do your research as well, it's all out there. And there's more coming as well. There's more sort of things like this. Man, it's such a fucking rabbit hole to go down modern day... Uh, equipment that people have made to use with old consoles to make them better. There's a ton of this shit and it's crazy how well a lot of it works because like you can buy a, 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 a mass produced modern day common product and have it be pile of dog shit. 
So the fact that these people like, and it is just teams of one or two people and one mm. person isn't a team. I keep getting that <laughs> yelled at me every time I <laughs> go off book. But the, the, the fact that they work so well, there's a thing called an X station that you can put in a PS1 to play games off of an SD card. There's an equivalent thing called a Fenrir for a Saturn. You can get a fucking thing called a mode for a Dreamcast and they all work well and you can play old games on the original hardware so that they run properly on a new TV. It's a fucking huge waste of time and money and don't do it, but (laughs) it's fucking cool as hell. Well, if you want to use some new technology on (laughs) some old hardware, then why don't you uh, buy a little thing from our friends at Manscaped? (laughs) Uh, attention, listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? Insert space uh, music here. No. <laughs> <laughs> if so, our, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. What are you doing, Nox? It's ET music. It's space music. Technically, Uh, it's Earth music, I guess. It wasn't coming through your uh, Discord mic. I don't give a shit shit about that. I want (laughs) people at home to hear it. The people at home got an earful. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity. Not sure. They've just replaced (laughs) random nouns with space stuff there. That's orbits meant to be testicles. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that doesn't work. Call it planets or moons. It's Madscape, not Madlib. Just like you got to do your your copywriting. Due diligence. Um, When you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Um, we all use their products. They're kind enough to, yeah. to send us the, the coolest and newest shit on the market. Tell you um, what, don't I'd use clean, them I'd... as often during the lockdown. <laughs> I've got to be honest about that. <laughs> and you yeah, can tell the true. difference. You can tell true. the difference. They yeah. do work well. I, I yep. did the nose trim the other day, but again, yeah, it had been a while. But God, it's so it's so good to just be like, yeah, this fucking just works. I've had, We've said it, you know, a couple of times I guess back when they started sponsoring us, we were all like, I've had a million fucking razors that just don't work. A million electric yeah. razors that are just shitty. Yeah, they conk out after a month sure. or two. Yeah. Um, I'd never had the courage to buy a nose hair trimmer. Uh, and I'm so glad that <laughs> they sent me one because it's fucking great. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic company. We we genuinely love their products and they've been good enough to support us uh, ongoing. So you can join the two million men worldwide who trust manscaped two million and three counting us and no, get we're your... in the two million it was one million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine seven until we got on board right okay that's nice Nine... that they've included us i think i said that number wrong i think i said nine hundred ninety nine seven you did <laughs> fuck yeah. man it's not yeah. even that crazy of a number <laughs> no <laughs> it's pretty crazy let me say it again i'm not going to edit in the space music but i will edit in me saying that number properly one million nine hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety seven no nice. one will be right. able to tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the same tenor and tone was used to say that. It's going to sound <laughs> absolutely do, natural. Do, 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 do. Shave your balls and penis. <laughs> 
get your millennium. No, I'm not going to insert a copyrighted um, <laughs> trademarked property into this ad read. Get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code filthy. Manscaped.com, 20% off, free shipping, crazy deal with the code filthy because our show is called Filthy Casuals. You know what That's else it. has free shipping? Is uh, a digital movie if you purchase it online. Yes. As I will be doing with Sonic the Hedgehog 2 sometime next year. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, fingers crossed. We, we've said this before. We This might have been the last movie we saw in cinemas together or at all mm-hmm. um, before COVID I hit. It certainly still was haven't. Me. Yeah, still haven't been to a cinema. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I don't think I have either. So uh, maybe by the time this rolls around, it'll be the... Um, the bookend. That'd actually be fucking sick. That'd that would be great. Cool. First one <laughs> yeah. back. We should, yeah. When's so this is at April next year, right? Don't know, but I, don't, I do uh, know. I know that Idris Elba is going to be playing Knuckles, which uh, he tweeted out a photo of Knuckles's hand, and I found that really funny for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, because then people were like, "Does yeah. this mean you're playing Knuckles?" And he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't just like Knuckles. <laughs> I don't just like Knuckles' hands." Yeah, the seventh of April, twenty twenty-two, is when the Sonic the Hedgehog two movie comes out. Uh, yeah, they haven't announced like they teased at the end of the first one that Tails would be in yeah. the yeah. second one, and so no information about who's playing Tails. And I don't think they had even said at any point that Knuckles was going to be in it. So this no. is a reveal that he's mm. in it and who's playing him, which seems like a strange way of doing things. But but who gives a shit about Tails? Tails fucking sucks. Knuckles, yeah. he's yeah. cool as hell. So if they're Is putting- Knuckles a bad guy? I Obviously, I only played nah. like one Sonic game. Knuckles is like, he's like Vegeta. He's like... A oh, half cool. bad, half good guy. He's like conflicted. He's got his ancient duty, but hey, Sonic, you fucking prick. And when I draw him, he's got a huge dick. <laughs> That's the other thing. <laughs> about Knuckles. So this right, is the right, annoy- right. this is the thing that I that the yeah I you know Knuckles first appears in Sonic Three, right? And so you would think like Sonic Two, uh, the movie they're bringing in Tails, and they're just mm. if if you're gonna if you're gonna betray the conventions of the game and put Knuckles in the second film, then go all out and put all of the fucked characters that they have in Sonic now into this second movie. Yeah, get where's Big, big the Cat? Mm. Yeah, get that big crocodile. What's he called? Vex? Vector? Could be right. The big, yeah, the big. Yeah, get get them all in there. Get all of the Rouge. chameleon, the chameleon dude. Um, Rouge the bat. The little bee. Get Shadow in there. <laughs> Just yep. go off. Where's Silver? Where's that human lady that Sonic fucked back in two thousand and six? Um, but yeah, weird casting choice, I guess. But uh, yeah, Idris Elba's really. cool. Yeah. They'll be yeah, they'll be good. This is his. I bet if it hadn't been for COVID and that last Bond movie getting pushed back, maybe he still would have been in the running for Bond, and maybe Knuckles is his consolation prize. Oh right, you don't cool. get to be James Bond 007, but you do get to play a role that many <laughs> people have played over the years. It's Knuckles the Echidna Idris. Congratulations. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's great in the Suicide Squad. 
Uh, interest, like uh, Alexei Toliopoulos, friend of the show, is big on the fact that Idris Elba is the only movie star who's like never been in a better than three star movie. Like, I he's, I've he's had a weird ever career. Seen him in stuff, yeah, because I know The Wire is where he kind of popped off, right? That's where people, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. mainly he played know him Stringer from. Bell, and yeah, I only knew him from that. You know, for like ten years or whatever. Like he, he really didn't go on to to heaps of stuff. Um, well, he went on to stuff that kind of failed. Um, but he's he he's the, sick in the Suicide Squad. He's really is quite good. That's good. He was a very very side character in Thor. He was like right. Um, God, I don't even know what else he would have been. In. But yeah, not not a ton of shit. He's always seemed like someone with a lot of potential that's never been utilized. Mm. Well, it was utilized in The Wire. He was in five seasons of it, and that's like his, you know, Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad role. Right. He's fucking awesome in it. Well, oh, he's in like Alien his... Covenant, I think, maybe. But again, yeah, like a bunch of misses. Here comes his Brian Cranston in Godzilla role. <laughs> yes. With Knuckles. Yes. Um, so that's kind of funny, but I also smaller news than the main big news for us, at least, of the week, which was a really good Nintendo Indie showcase. Yeah. Well, can, just very quickly back on casting news. So no, Idris, we're <laughs> done Idris with Elba. that. No. <laughs> Idris Elba clearly has been given, you know, like a rendered, an official image to share yeah. of, uh, of Knuckles' glove to put up. You know, this has been sanctioned by the production company. But meanwhile, there's, uh, there's casting news from the Super Mario Brothers movie. What? Did you guys see this? The I didn't know that. Did I know that there was a Super Mario Brothers movie? I feel like I didn't Mario know. As well? <laughs> I think they've been uh, talking about it for a little. It's like completely animated. It's um, yeah. I think yeah, Miyamoto's, that's right. Miyamoto's kind of involved in it, and the um, oh, no. the the studio that does the Minions animation and stuff, they're doing it. Like I think yeah, we've talked about it. They're before. called yeah. yeah. Uh, but comedian Sebastian Maniscalco went on a podcast and just dropped that he's been cast in this film, which there's basically no information out there about this movie. He has just shot from the hip, and you'd have to imagine getting in a fair amount of trouble <laughs> for it off the back of yeah. just uh, going rogue and announcing this. I don't think anyone with uh, ties to Nintendo probably cares about leaks. <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> are pretty ha- uh, This guy looks a fucking ton like, and uh, is it Andrew Cuomo? Mm-hmm. He looks a ton like that guy. Yeah, he was in The Irishman. That's the only thing I think I've seen him in. Apparently he was in Green Book as well. Okay. Um, but I don't know shit about this dude. I, I Obviously he's Italian. <laughs> he's born in Chicago, <laughs> but I guess he's of Italian descent. So you know. he's, got, he's, he's got the taller, longer face kind of look of a Luigi to me. Yes, yep, definitely. But if it's all animated, then I guess he could be anybody. Well, he, he could be Sonic. Uh, I mean, he could be Knuckles. He could be anyone. <laughs> yeah. He could be True. Sonic. He dropped this on a podcast and, uh, yeah, he said he's in the film. And uh, when he was asked who he's playing, he said, I'm playing Spike, Mario and Luigi's boss. <laughs> what okay. is this kind on about? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I think there is a like a character called Spike in Mario. Yeah, the guys, the little those, green guys that have the little spiky log things that they chuck. I guess, and he is a boss in. He could be a boss in a <laughs> yeah. Mario right. game. Yes. Maybe he's misinterpreted that as 
Yeah, that, this is who Mario and Luigi report to. Or in yes. the no, in the movie, it could be that all these guys like that's the that's the the you know yeah, the interesting twist. The it's like they've gone no, the bosses in the games are just like bosses that they have to deal with in real life in their who jobs. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm excited to announce on this podcast that I'll be playing Birdo, which is uh, <laughs> that's Mario's regional manager. Okay. Okay. Pretty okay. Exciting. Um, but yeah. Uh, are you ready to move on now, Tommy? Because I would love to talk about this Nintendo showcase. <laughs> so would I, believe it or not. Well, why don't you get the ball rolling, my friend? <laughs> Indie World Showcase. I don't know why I'm talking weird. I feel weird today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Indie World Showcase. Overnight our time. Uh, yeah, I yeah. wasn't really expecting anything of this because I've learned from previous Nintendo presentations, but this is a pretty good one overall. Yeah. A few good announcements. A lot of yep. stuff dropping today, um, so yeah. Where do you want to Where do you want to start? I've got an article here of everything that's announced. Yeah, well, I've got it in chronologio here as well. Yeah, maybe like okay. obvious. We can start with the first one, but the second one is, I assume, named after one of the hosts of this show. Yeah, Adam Knox, <laughs> Jet Set Radio. Yep. <laughs> 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 Look, uh, it's not a clever name, but that's what it's called. No, um, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk's the first one. It Hell is, yeah. yeah. It looks like Jet Set Radio, um, it which has I never s- played, but. The same number of syllables are in there as Jet Set Radio. It sounds the oh, same. Yeah. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk! It's the. It's. It's. Deliberately doing the exact, and it's the same setup as Jet Set Radio. Right, cool thing. Other word, and then Cyberfunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Um, it's but yeah, Jet this Set is Radio. like it's what open world um, yeah. skateboarding slash f- hovering graffiti. around, grinding on the walls, graffiti game. Yeah, I, so it looks exactly like Jet Set Radio, but instead of um, uh, roller skates, they are on their feet. And they're just right. running around and then ru- like parkouring around the place and uh, grinding using those like soap shoes that Sonic mm. the Hedgehog wore a pair of in Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, um, yes. So, and the, the the music is by the same guy who did the music for Jet Set Radio Future. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Because right. they mentioned the music in the trailer as like original music, but I didn't really catch who or what it was. Yeah, but that's Hideki, great. Yeah, uh, Naganuma. Right, that sounds cool. This looks like re- just a pure fun game. It looks really yeah. cool. I'm, I'm like mad for a bit of this <laughs> in video games good. where, yeah, a company going, if you cunts aren't going to make another one of these or at the very least re-release, make it mm. easy to access, access the older one, then fuck you. We'll just make your own game for you. I love yep. it. Love it. You can get Jet Set Radio on Steam present day, but Jet Set Radio Future, which this is more closely styled after, is still that's only ever been on the original Xbox. Uh, I don't think you can even play it with like any backwards compatibility on maybe on the 360, but not on the Series X or anything. I'm pretty sure. So um, yeah, it's I'm I'm super into that, and Mm. uh, I I love those first two games, Jet Set Radio Future, especially on the Xbox. I really really liked. Yeah, this is our next year, so something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, looks great. Tome is the game Ben was talking about before. T O E M, a photo adventure. Yeah, yeah, this looks cool. This is the one that was like black and white, right? 
Yeah, yeah. black and white, cartoony sort of. Reminded me a little bit of a short hike, not in the sense that sure. short hike's very colourful, but just the sort of the sort of the art style and the way the environments kind of look when you're just sort of moving around them and the the way the camera was scaling and stuff that. like that. Yeah, I think when it was zooming out and showing you a sort of three D perspective or like a diorama perspective, that I can see that it also looked a bit like Chicory, right? That that recent yeah. game. It was it was like, but Chicory is obviously about coloring it in. I loved this concept. Uh, from what it sounds like, this is similar to the sort of de- design philosophy of Pokemon Snap, where it's like find an interesting thing and catch it at the right time and take a photo of it. But to me, this is, I don't know why, more interesting than that. I guess yeah. I just don't like Pokemon that much. But this is like a calming, interesting, intricate, you know, little cute world. It's a bunch of little diorama, dioramas, I think. But I thought this looked great. Well, yeah, and it's interactive as well. It's not an on-rails sort of thing like Pokemon right. Snap is. This is your, you know, you're physically moving around the world and interacting with stuff. It does look very cool. Getting little mm. quests and maybe mm. there'll be a bit more of like, hey, go go to this area and, you know, find how you get into this area to get this photo or whatever. Right. Yeah, it looks cool. And little puzzles to make scenarios happen, you'd imagine. Uh, right. It, does, it, it looks yeah. really nice and that's a cool idea. Same as a game that I know you love, Ben, called Loop Hero, which they announced is coming to Switch. Yeah, we I I didn't I checked beforehand the I forgot that I basically reviewed this so I don't want to you know belabor it too much but it's a great game. I don't know if Tommy you've talked about Loop Hero on the pod. Though. I do yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, it was one of the first things I downloaded when I got the PC because you had uh talked so highly of it and yeah, I I had a had a great run with it. Um I should go back to it actually, but yeah, it's great and I at the time thinking like oh it's Surely, just a matter of time until this comes out on the Switch because it's pretty. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty made for it. It is great with a mouse, but um, yeah, if you if you don't have access to it and uh, on on another um format, then yeah, definitely keep an eye out for this because it's a fucking great game. It looks great. It's really fun to play. It's really interesting and unique. Yeah, mm. yeah, great game. And there's um, exa- like like you said, Ben's reviewed that in the past. If you want to hear more. Same with a game called Far that I believe we've talked about because I feel like I've seen this Far Changing Tides game a number of times now, but another trailer for that game mm-hmm. uh, and the I guess the announcement that it was coming to Switch as well as PC in next year. Right. And then um, I guess I, I completely missed the release of a game called Necrobarista originally, I suppose, because Necrobarista Final Tour... Final Poor, sorry, is coming out and it seems to be like an RPG adventure game about a barista. <laughs> yeah, I honest, like I was watching this trailer and saw that it was set in a cafe and was like, haha, this they should call it like bar- barista. I was I didn't think that barista would literally be the, you know, the concept and the character that you were playing, but. Um, I also didn't know that this already existed. I um, Yeah, this is a director's yeah. cut with remastered visuals and new story content. Yeah, right. It's already out on Steam, um, the original game. It's coming to... The expansion is coming to Steam as well. I feel like... Yeah, it's an Australian developer. That's That was the one thing I, I took note of in this trailer. It's by uh, Route 59, an Aussie developer. So, good for them. I don't know that i'll be playing this because i'm just not quite into this style of game i don't think but it looks cool presentation was great i'm sure people will fucking love it 
a similar sort of vibe to me. I'm going to skip over the next one because I think we want to talk about it uh, more positively than uh, Boyfriend Dungeon doesn't seem like it's for me as well. Um, I don't know why. Just uh, the joke of like, it's a dating simulator, but this other thing has never really landed for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to like these games. I tried ha- Hatoful Boyfriend. Um, That's where you're dating a pigeon, right? Uh, you are a pigeon. Oh. But then you're represented by like humanoid, you know, anime characters. It, I, it never really clicked for me. Um, the Dream Daddy one... I thought yeah. it was really obnoxiously written. No, no problem with the concept, but like it just like the only one I've ever liked. Oh, actually, two. Sorry, Catherine. I thought was fantastic. That is probably the best example of dating sim plus other thing. The puzzle game in that is fucking awesome. Well, um, I think the difference with that one though is that your the the dating simulator part isn't a joke. You know? What no, I mean? that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but and then uh, Doki Doki Literature Club is a deconstruction of the the genre, which I love, despite having never played one before playing that game. Um, and I think is is good. But yeah, I think this Boyfriend Dungeon might be fun to play uh, co op for a video, but it's not the kind of game that I would sit down and play start to finish. I don't think. Well, because you could argue that Persona Five, which I love, is a dating simulator cross dungeon crawler, which is what this right. is. But right. There's something about this where I think just maybe it's even that uh, there's just something about the tone of like <laughs> you can take your weapons. Imagine right. if you had boyfriends and it's okay. There's just that joke really doesn't hit for me. Mm. And, uh, you know, yeah, I'm a hypocrite about good jokes, but suck my fucking fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Garden off. Story is the one I wanted to talk about, though. This looks nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This. This took took our interest uh, when it was revealed uh, during E3. It was in the Wholesome Games Showcase. Is that is my memory correct there, Tommy? Yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe it had been something had been said about it before, even then, perhaps. Maybe, but yeah, yeah, definitely. This looked really nice, and uh, yeah, it's out. It's out now. I downloaded it just before we started doing ah. this. Uh, I'm gonna spend a bit of time on it for uh, the episode next week. But um, yeah, this has been. It's always nice when something that uh, yeah has been on your radar for a little bit just gets randomly dropped. No waiting. No waiting for a date yeah. in the future. Um, yeah, cool. uh, well, looks we'll looks really nice. That. Looks like kind of a mix between like Zelda, Animal Crossing, mm. a few different elements in there. Yeah. That, I, yeah, I didn't realize this one had come out today as well. So I guess we will talk about that one next week more. Yeah. Uh, probably same with Axiom Verge 2, which suddenly came out today. I think people thought that might have been a lot further off, but mm. that also came at Metroid game with, uh, you know, and a sequel to the first one, which I kind of want to play first as well. So I don't know if I'll end up talking about this next week, but that's cool that Axiom Verge 2 is out and that first one all. All accounts said that it was a good one of those type of games. Yeah, this looks sick. Yeah. I I'd heard of it, but never really looked into it before the original one. But this looked awesome. This again, like at this point in the showcase, I'm like, fuck, all of these games, whether they're my taste or not, look awesome. This is mm. just like been you know a a banger of a showcase. Um, and yeah, I think this is probably more of a Nox game than a Ben game. I don't know, Tommy, if this is something you dive in on, but it looks cool. Yeah, I'm keen to try it. And also, Nox, if this changes anything for you, it's a prequel apparently. So oh, I don't really? think you have to worry about like, spoiling oh, the story of the first one at all. 
maybe I'll have a look into it. Mm. Um, some other stuff just before. There's there's probably two more games we really want to talk about here. But there's like a Shovel Knight puzzle game that looks cool. A game called yeah. Islanders that's like a city builder that looks all right. Yeah, um, this is already out on Steam. I think I might own it. Uh, right. I think someone even might have gifted it to me. So if it was a listener, thank you for that. Um, and it looks awesome. The, this just made me want to yeah double check that and probably just buy it on Steam and play it because it looks like a relaxing city builder, which fucking I could use right now. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of um, ports of like Astronia, Slime Rancher and Tetris mm-hmm. Effect. But mm-hmm. then the two, the two big bangers, I think probably the two that look the best out of everything of this showcase to me, Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them we've already seen before, which is Metal Slug Tactics, and that game looks fucking great still to me. Yep, looks yeah. awesome. Looks, looks so like good. a great a great version of the tactical, you know, uh, RPG action thingy. Um, sick presentation, the little, uh, you know, the illustrations of the characters as they're attacking and stuff look awesome. Mm. And yeah, just like these games are sick and, and Metal Slug has, yeah, a great reputation. So, yep, totally on board with this one. They've completely done it. Like those old Neo Geo games had a specific kind of pixel arty look to them mm. and they've captured it perfectly. Yes. So this is out next year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then, Tommy, I know you're very excited for uh, a game that's coming out on the 16th of September called Eastwood. Yeah. This yes. was in an Indie World thing maybe a year ago, I think, and then there's just been no... Uh, kind of word on it since I was actually thinking about it recently like oh, I wonder whatever happened with that game it's out in uh, yeah a month less than a month at this point and it's uh, yeah what is it it's top down um, l- you know a little bit kind of earthboundy in style mm-hmm. and tone it looks like but um, there's actually a video on IGN that they put up uh, a week or two ago that's like the first 20 minutes of them just playing through it, the start of it. So I kind of had a bit of a skim through that to just see. Right, because they dropped a demo about a year ago. It's in my Steam library and I never got around to playing it, which is a shame because it was one of those fucking timed one. But uh, I, yeah, I'm super excited for this. It's Yeah, it's kind of... It's sort of like a snessy 16-bitty look, but with like really interesting style to... The character yeah. designs and stuff, the proportions, and yeah, the aesthetic is is really cool. It's yeah described in this game's radar article as a near apocalyptic pixel art world where you uh, explore with a pair of unlikely traveling companions, and yeah, fucking looks awesome. Uh, and yeah. it's not an RPG to be clear as well. It it looks mm. like it's a top down action game thing with like, right adventure elements. Yeah, it looks like it's right. it's pulling from a bit of like a. Um, Zombies ate my neighbor, or or uh, Pocky and Rocky, like that kind of era of SNES actually kind of thing. What if I'm gonna play Zombies Ate My Neighbor? Do I need to have played Zombies <laughs> One My Neighbor, Zombies Two My Neighbor, <laughs> Zombies Three My Neighbor, mm. Zombies you Four actually My do. Neighbor, Zombies you Five My Neighbor, Zombies yep. Six My Neighbor, and Zombies Seven My Neighbor? You can miss six. You can skip six, but all the rest of them, yeah, you do need to have played. <laughs> um, Eastwood. To Eastwood, the Clint Eastwood game. I'm um, very excited <laughs> for that. Uh, oh, before we finish up, there's one more game. You, oh no, that is the, the other. That is the one more game. Um, Gang Beasts is coming to Switch. Uh, we played Gang Beasts, and that's a Patreon early access game that you can watch now. I believe if you're a patron. God, yep. the days blur together in lockdown. But they yeah, really we played do. Gang Beasts together, and that'll be coming uh, uh, out on Switch. Uh, yeah, 
it's get on fine. the Patreon to see what we think about it, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Mm. Uh, the other one tiny thing is that uh, Halo Infinite got rated in Australia, so it looks like it is coming out this year. Yes. Got rated yeah. by like the ratings board here. Got an M. Okay. Mature. I'll, yeah. I'll have to ask my mum <laughs> if I can play it. <laughs> um, but yeah, holiday 2021 is is was the last announced release date. So yeah, fingers crossed. Sounds like it's coming. Yeah. It's coming, looks boys. Like it's yeah. real. All right. Cool. Well, we'd better wrap it up for another week here. Uh, yeah, we'll have uh, some reviews of those, some of those games for you next week. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for joining us. Filthycasuals.com.au for the links to all the stuff that we have going on, the videos, the Patreon where you can get a bonus episode every week and early access to the videos, the Bandcamp where you can get the premium episodes that we've been doing, uh, oh, yeah. all manner of stuff on there for you. Thanks for joining us. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals, you were pretty quiet for this whole episode, Kevin Spacey. You all right? <laughs> remember he was going to be on, remember yeah. at the start? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.